Welcome to Conquer the Carolinas, your guide to conquering your health and wellness goals. I'm your host, Dr. Steven Selecki, physical therapist and owner of Conquer Movement, a performance-based physical therapy clinic right here in Wilmington, North Carolina. On this podcast, I'll be connecting you with local industry experts and top athletic performers who will share their expertise and knowledge in areas that you may be struggling in, such as sleep hygiene, nutrition, stress management, movement, mindset, and much, much more. Our conversations will help guide you in the right direction on your journey to optimizing your health and introduce you to the services available in our local area that may be the missing link in your training or lifestyle. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Doc Steve here with another episode of Conquer the Carolinas. And this month being February and Valentine's Day around the corner or possibly past, depending on when I release this uh, episode. Either way, uh, we are focusing on heart health at our company, Conquer Movement. We have done some blog posts. We're putting out some videos on cardiovascular health and things that we deal with in our setting. And with that in mind, I wanted to bring on someone who could speak a little bit to their experience with, with cardiac and cardiovascular things. Um, so today I have with me Nick Richard. Um, Nick is the lead trainer over at F45 in Midtown. And he graduated this past December from UNCW uh, with exercise physiology um, and had an awesome experience as we were talking a little bit with his cardiac rehab internship. So I wanted to get him on for you all to talk about his experience there. And then um, we'll finish up and kind of talk about what you can expect from F45 and maybe some things that may benefit you if you're looking to improve your cardio or get a more balanced training with strength training and cardio. So with that said, Nick, thanks so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. And um, I'll let you kind of take it away if you want to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course, man. I'm uh, excited to be here. I appreciate you having me on. Um, pretty cool opportunity. Um, but yeah, like you said, I just finished up at UNC Wilmington in December. Um, so I graduated uh, exercise science declaration in physiology. And with that, I was able to go um, to a six-month internship over at Novant Health in their cardiac rehab department. Um, normally people do about 90 hours with that internship. Okay. Um, but in terms of getting a certification to be a clinical physiologist, um, there's two different routes that you can take to do that. Um, so you can get a master's degree in, in exercise physiology, and then you still need 600 hours within the field, clinical hours. Okay. Um, and then the second option, which is pretty new to the field, um, I believe they just started offering it about five years ago. But you can keep just the bachelor's degree, and then you have to have 1,200 clinical hours, um, and then you're still eligible to sit with that without the master's degree. Yeah. Wow. So th that's why I went the six-month route with them and spent so much time over at Novant, um, and I have a lot of hours logged because I was basically just trying to bypass um, that master's degree because I knew I wanted to work directly in there. Yeah. Um, so getting that experience, I thought, would be amazing, and it was. Um, so I've got a lot of hours booked up there. And now that I've got that experience, I'm kind of on the fence of whether I want to go get further education in physiology um, or not. But the, the internship was awesome. i um, spending that six months and I've got a good relationship with a lot of the people over there. So yeah. I think I'll probably be going back over there at some point in this year, um, getting some more of my hours taken care of and then talking to some different opportunities with them. So nice. I can get going. That's great. That's crazy. 600 hours or 1200 hours are the two options. Yeah. That's, that's intensive. That's a long, I did a uh, fellowship program 
for our orthopedic specialty and, and it was we needed to do 440 hours mm. uh working under a, an orthopedic fellow and i thought that was intense um, but 1200 hours i mean they're not they're not messing around yeah i mean 1200 is a, a ton and i mean with like unpaid work i mean there's different ways of doing it um so like you can have a paid internship and sure. do that but finding a paid internship for 1200 hours is also tough yeah yeah um but with that it's also people like there's a ton of benefit there because if you're able to you know find the time and the opportunity to work the 1200 clinical hours and then you can bypass that graduate degree it saves you a ton of money and it gives you experience directly in the field that um you know obviously is going to translate directly into your work yeah um, but after being in the field and gaining all that experience it kind of made me want to go get that further education to get a better better understanding um of everything that we had going on there um but it, i mean it was awesome and just learning so much um but with novant i mean they have an insane facility it's awesome like it's a huge gym um, and they offer traditional cardiac rehab, they offer intensive cardiac rehab, and they have a graduate program for people that finish um, their program but still want to continue to do monitor exercise um, with the different physiologists and the nursing staff as well, um, which I thought that was awesome that they offer. And it's, it's cheap. Like that. I mean, it's somewhat of the price of like a box gym. So you can go oh, wow. like 40 bucks a month and you're, you can exercise. Um, they've got the time window. It's like pretty much open gym. Under um, the supervision of all these specialists and yep. rehab specialists. Wow, that's a great yeah, option. So you'll have um, the nursing staff and physiologists present the entire time and you'll be monitored. Um, so that's like one whole half of the gym is just uh, for the graduate side. So that's the graduate side of the facility. Yeah. And it's on the third floor. So the cardiac rehab program is the third floor. That's where the gym is. So it's outpatient cardiac rehab. There's inpatient and outpatient. Um, so outpatient is more... A little more intensive doing more actual exercising and then um inpatient's going to be in the hospital so like when they're first recovering from major surgeries um the different things that they've got going on um but so that's where the process starts so you're doing cardiac rehab right when you get out when you're in the bed recovering from surgery yep um and the way that they do those is you're gonna have multiple sessions per day uh, especially in those first few days and you'll do usually two to four a day um and with those sessions you're just trying to sit up normally out of bed um, getting them to relearn how to walk. Um, so they're very short sessions where they're doing, you know, very simple activities, yeah. um, getting reaccustomed to them after having, you know, open heart surgery. Yeah. I was, so go. I was going to say, let's start there. Where, so what type of, so open heart surgery, um, are there any other procedures that you would see a lot of people ending up in, in for cardiac rehab? Pulmonary too. Okay. Um, yep. So the second level of the, the heart center is where all the cardiologists are, um, where the cath lab, where they're going to do all the different surgeries that they need to. Um, so it's super cool and working closely with them. Um, and then let's see, sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, you're good. Um, but yeah, so I mean, they offer, you know, different, there's cardiology and pulmonology as well. Yeah. Um, so you'll see pulmonology, like pulmonary surgeries as well um so that's i mean pulmonary rehab is goes hand in hand so it's cardiac it's cardiopulmonary yeah so you can't cardi- treat one without the other yep. right the whole um, system correct and then the, so there's intensive cardiac uh, rehab there's traditional cardiac rehab but there's also pulmonary rehab separately okay um, where they do things a little bit differently um they use oxygen because you know different things going on pulmonary sure. system um but yeah so it's cool that they offer both of those and getting to see them both in the same gym but um the cardiologists are downstairs um so the nursing staff and all of the 
physiologists themselves work very closely with the cardiology team. Um, they send a lot of information, talk back and forth. So they're on top of everything with each patient. Yeah. Um, just because there's so much information with every single patient. Um, there's so many limitations. Um, and a lot of the, what, when people have um, chronic disease, a lot of times they have more than one. Um, so with that, that adds a lot of different limitations. So the nursing staff is consistently um, just talking with the cardiology team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're right downstairs and they offer, you know, cardiology and pulmonology. But then when we see patients go into surgery, that's when, um, when they're recovering from surgery, basically right when they finish um, is when they're going to start that cardiac rehab process. Okay. Just relearning. Um, how to sit up, how to walk, like we said, um, and those multiple sessions per day. So they're going to do that pretty much every single day that they're in the hospital until they get out. Um, and then they have a recovery period before they're sent to outpatient rehab. Yep. And the outpatient rehab is, so traditional cardiac rehab is three months, 36 sessions. Um, so what's incorporated with that is they'll have their initial orientation. They come in, we assess um, a lot of their vitals. We have them do very short bouts of exercise, kind of see what they're able to um, take from, you know, when they're coming in, recovering, see what they're capable of doing. Um, and then they're able to start writing an exercise prescription from there. Um, so like I said, it's uh, 36 sessions over three months. Um, and with that, it's they'll come in and exercise for about 30 minutes um, where they're doing, they're on some type of cardio machine. Okay. Um, and they usually split it up in between two. So you'll spend 15 minutes on one, 15 minutes on the other. All while monitoring their vital signs and making yep. sure everything. So when each patient comes in, they get put on a telemetry monitor. Um, so there's different forms of telemetry. Um, so you have like a Mason Liker 12 lead is going to be like a full EKG. Right. Um, where you're going to see very detailed rhythm of the heart. Um, and what we would do if just in the traditional program is a three lead. Um, so there's just three different electrodes that go on them. Um, and you can monitor the rhythm um, throughout the entire session. And so there's at least one nurse or physiologist monitoring every single heart rhythm throughout the entire session. Yeah. Um, so one person, they do not leave that screen, um, just trying to catch anything. Um, and it's throughout being there, it's every single day, they would catch something like a PVC. So just like a or premature ventricular contraction, which yeah. is pretty common where you feel like you have a little flutter in your heart. But when we see those in exercise, um, we kind of want to stop and adjust and see. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, every single day, I would see them catch those. Um, we would kind of stop, adjust, see if we would need to adjust... Uh, the prescription at all. Um, so it was, it's pretty fascinating to see how it's intense they can identify. Just yeah. like, I mean, then you're just looking at lines. I mean, it's just monitoring. So this is, telemetry. so this is a little bit more, or I should say way more intense in terms of, um, just the monitoring, right. And, and the yeah. safety concerns too. What about, what about this cardiovascular rehab, the cardiopulmonary rehab? Why, what, why were you interested in that? What about it specifically? Um, so in my exercise, so I took an exercise, two exercise prescription courses in, um, undergrad and during those, um, my professor was actually worked it for Novant, um, in the okay. rehab program for about 17 years. Um, so working with her and just getting to understand some of her experiences, um, was really cool just to get to talk to her with some of those experiences. And I was still kind of figuring out what I wanted to do and I wanted to go the PT route. Um, but then she was kind of like 
the angel and the devil on my shoulder yeah. in both aspects telling me, you know, everything, why I should go PT, but also why not? Because the way that she explained it is that she was the same way and wanted to go PT and ended up going cardiac rehab because through her experiences, she found that she was going to do more of like the fun stuff that PTs wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and they are very different um, just because you guys work um, and it's, it's different. They're just different fields. So it's, it's yeah. hard to compare the two. And that's um, the, even um, I have a buddy of mine who is a cardiac uh, physical therapist, cardio physical therapist. And like, I'm so far removed from that that I couldn't mm-hmm. even tell you like the first thing about yeah. what that would look like, you know? Yeah. And they're, um, they're vastly different. So hearing yeah. and like that, I think that's kind of what got the wheels turning for me. Cause like it, I was looking at PT and I was like, I don't know if I want to go get a doctorate. So I'm just kind of bouncing back and forth and then hearing her different experiences. So she got me talking with Jeff Sukup, um, who is the, uh, the head of the cardiac rehab program. He's, he directs the program over at Nova. Um, yep. Okay, so cool. I got in contact with him and had a good interview and then got to come in and see the facility. Um, and after seeing the facility, I was very interested and just kind of knew it would be good um, for stepping into my career, good experience, whether it was something that I wanted to continue to pursue or not. Um, and my father is also a nursing home administrator. So with that, okay. I grew up around the older population and volunteered in his buildings a lot. Um, and then going in there and seeing that it was predominantly predominantly an older population. I was, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, and at, it was, was already training at the time too. So I was already on the preventative side of things. Um, so I figured it would be awesome to get to see preventative, um, and then rehabilitation at the same time, yeah. kind of pick and choose from the two. Um, and I would like, I honestly prefer being on the preventative side of things just because, you know, it's always better on that side. Yeah. Right? You know, I, I, <laughs> if, if you I can prevent, prevent the them downfall. from getting, yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I still loved it. And then seeing, just interacting with all the patients um, and seeing them go through the entire, since I was there for six full months, like I got to see plenty of patients go through the entire program. So remembering how they're feeling on day one, seeing them a week into the process when they start to feel a little bit of benefit um, versus where the very end, just watching someone go through the process the whole time was just yeah. like full circle. And, and honestly, it was like beautiful. Like, yeah. I, like I had patients that were in tears of joy Um and I mean, I was just sitting there as an intern, but they, I mean, they were thanking me and I could tell that like, based off of what they were saying, like I had an impact on their life, um, which yeah. was huge for me. And like, I, I thought it was awesome and it made the world's difference for them. Um, and then just trying to con- push them to continue to do those things um, just because when you're at that stage, you know, it can be make or break. Um, yeah. So it's just like getting them to understand that. And then when you have that breakthrough and get someone to understand that, I really enjoyed that. Um, I just thought it was like kind of a good feeling. And then watching them experience it was just really fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, man. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that um, I had a similar experience working on a stroke floor and people would come in, you're like teaching them to walk again. Yeah. And they would leave walking with multiple devices, canes, all this stuff but they were walking and they were mm-hmm. so, so grateful. And there's yeah. nothing better than being like, wow, all right. Like I played a role in this. Yeah. And the same thing with, with coming out post-surgery. I don't think real people realize that when you have like cardiac surgery, a lot of times they may need to crack the chest bone. They have to go. It's intensive. Oh yeah. And there's usually restrictions that come with that for sometimes up, upwards of eight weeks, sometimes longer. You can't do like a full sit up. You might not be able to, um, depending on if they've run any type of wiring and things like that pacemakers you can't lift your arm past a certain Mm -hmm. degree for so long you can't carry more than five pounds the list goes on and on um so you come out and yes your heart is quote-unquote fixed and and you're gonna be okay but to be able to be told like hey don't lift your dominant hand past 
30 degrees or don't grab this. It, it can really be debilitating and defeating for somebody so to play a role in that is huge. Um, yeah, I, 100%. And like you said, like the, with those limitations that it provides, I mean, I remember one patient specifically that came in 10 weeks post-surgery um, and still wasn't able to lift their arm um, basically at all. And yeah. was still was coming in to, to work with us still um, and was doing the program, was exercising, but was, was limited to not being able to do so with lifting their arms. So um, she particularly like struggled um, for starting because, I mean, she was trying to get her heart rate up, couldn't use her arms and it was tough. And I mean, we have plenty of machines where she could do so, but it was frustrating and sitting there exercising, but knowing that you can't lift your arms is kind of tough. Um, but seeing her start to realize that, you know, oh, I'm getting my heart rate up. I'm doing what I need to in order to kind of get past this, get over that little bump um, and watching her make that little realization. Because when you come in, obviously, you're going to be really frustrated. You know, yeah. I can't even lift my arm up, but you expect me to get my heart rate up and exercise for the next 30, 45 minutes. Um, but then watching them make that realization and seeing like feel the benefit, um, it's, it makes the world's difference. And it definitely it's very gratifying to see. Yeah. Um, what would you say? Um, so experiencing all that, all the time that you have, and those hours that you have, and then seeing the struggle that these people have to go through. Are there any, like maybe two or three takeaways that maybe myself or the average person could use? I know, like, obviously we can't, I don't, I don't want to say we can't, because we do have a lot of statistics and factors, but there's always those one-off. Anyone could have a heart attack. Anyone could have an issue where they require surgery, and then they find themselves in cardiac rehab. But for someone who's trying to avoid that, is there anything that you saw a commonality or a theme or like, Hey, if I leaving that experience, like I exercise more, I eat better, like, you know, that motivation to be like, I don't want to find myself in this position if I can avoid it. I feel. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, and you can absolutely prevent it. Um, it's all lifestyle. So, and that's what I wanted to harp on a little bit too. So the, I mean, the, we talked a little bit more about the traditional cardiac rehab program, but the intensive cardiac rehab program, that's an 18 session program. Um, but their sessions are three hour, three full hours. Um, so with the ICR, they follow the Ornish program. So it's Dean Ornish is the physician that uh, basically designed this program. And it's the only clinically or yeah, clinically proven um program that uses only lifestyle choices so no surgery no medication okay. to prevent chronic disease um, so the aspects of that are fitness exercise um, nutrition stress management and then love and support so wow. and when people hear that they're like they get a little caught off guard and they're like do we really need all those things and it's like yes you need every single aspect of the program to see the full benefit um, and it's tough. I mean, getting people to come in for three hour sessions, you know, they have educational sessions, they have nutrition sessions, they have their exercise sessions. It's a lot. Um, but it is scientifically proven to have help them reverse their chronic chronic disease. Um, so with that, it's your diet, your exercise, um, stress management and education is a big thing because yeah. a lot of that is if these people are at this point where they haven't already been, you know, making those lifestyle choices, um, living that way, they have to be educated on how to do it properly. Um, so if you're able to do that prior to getting to that point, by all means do it. I yeah. mean, you can, you, you, you can, if you can reverse the part, the, the disease, when you get there, you can prevent it from happening. Right. So with that, it's, one thing that I saw a lot with patients is they would say, you know, I lived an active life. I was on my feet. I had an active job. Um, but that is different than structured exercise. Yes. So structured louder, exercise. Louder for the people in the back. Oh, of course. Dude, this is, this, 
and this is mainly, uh, I have this conversation all the time, especially with my parents. Because my dad, I'll be like, Dad, you need to exercise. He's mm-hmm. like, do the leaves, cut yeah. the lawn. I'm on my feet all day. I walk a mile with the dog. I'm like, that's fantastic. That's just like living stuff. Yeah. Like, you're just existing. I know, like, and you're not sitting on the couch, and that's fantastic. But like, we need to get your heart rate up to a certain level. We need to challenge you. Like, it's a muscle like anything else. And if you want to make change to that muscle, we have to stress it to a certain degree. And Absolutely. you're not going to get that stress just casually walking the dog or, or doing mm-hmm. leaves. It's great that you're active. We'll, we'll put you in that category, but is it exercise? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, I mean, like you said, it's a muscle. So same thing with muscles. I mean, if you don't continue to stay active, if you don't use structured exercise, your muscles will go into atrophy. Yeah. So, I mean, the same thing, your, your heart health is going to decline if you don't, um, you know, take care of it, take the actions to keep, at least maintain the health that you have. Um, you will see declines in your health. Um, so with that, I mean, I had a sweet little old lady, same thing. Uh, she was like, you know, I did, I mowed the lawn. I did yard work multiple times per week. I was active on my feet and work throughout my whole life. Um, but then through the educational sessions, she had that breakthrough moment. And she was like, now I understand the difference of structured exercise and saying like, okay, maybe I did walk and, you know, I got sweaty, but that doesn't mean that I exercise. So, I mean, if you do plan, if you say, oh, I'm going to go walk a mile and a half. Uh, that's structured exercise. That's yeah. okay. You're going to get your heart rate up when you're doing that because you're doing it for a lengthened period of time. But people will get their heart rate up, start to sweat. Um, and then as soon as that happens, they're like, all right, I exercise. I did it. Yeah, I'm good. Like, yeah, it's like you, you have to sustain that. So getting people to understand that structured exercise, sustaining that heart rate, and you have to do that in order to maintain your heart health. Um, so just being on your feet, uh, even if you're a nurse and you walk all day, that's Still not enough. Yeah. Um, you still have to train your heart. You still have to get that heart rate up because you may be active. You may be burning calories. Um, but like we said, it's getting that heart rate to a certain BPM and maintaining it. Yeah. Um, so it's like you strengthen that heart and it's still able to, to function properly. Um, so that's, I mean, the big thing is that people oftentimes they think they're active enough but they're not participating in any structured exercise. So their heart is not getting to that threshold of where it's like, okay, I can sustain being a healthy heart because I'm beating a certain number of times and I'm, you know, pumping blood to every aspect of the body because they need more blood, you know, in their limbs because they're exercising right now. Yeah. Um, but if they, if you don't do that, your heart's just going to decline just like your muscles will atrophy. Um, and then nutrition, 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 nutrition. It's, I mean, especially um, just what the average American diet looks like. I mean, we know that it's not clean for our heart. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, there are tons of healthy, there are millions of healthy Americans that have a proper diet and maintain what they're supposed to, but just because of like, in sense of convenience and sense of just not planning, um, different things like that. It's so easy to fall in the rhythm of consuming, you know, high amounts of saturated fat, trans fat, different things that, you know, what you put in your body is going to drastically affect your body. Um, your fuel source is going to affect the engine itself. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, it's really big that, you focus on that nutrition throughout your lifetime and throughout your lifespan, you're getting um, your essential amino acids, your multivitamins, like everything. Um, And it's not just, I mean, it's tough just because there's so many aspects to it um, and maintaining it, but it's also, it's just making those healthier decisions can make the world's difference to where, um, you know, trying to substitute different fats, um, lowering cholesterol and sodium intake, all of these things are such a big factor into your, into, you know, 
all your overall health, but especially with, you know, cardiopulmonary, it's going to make a big difference. So basically getting to understand, um, the diet that you need to maintain a healthy heart. Um, that's a big thing. And, uh, I would recommend that to everyone. Uh, it's like, if you want to make a change that you think is going to prolong your life or at least your heart health, start with your diet. Um, and then from there, obviously, if you're not performing structured exercise, step right into that too. I mean, you can do those things at the same time. We're taking baby steps. We're not going right, to try to right. run a marathon and, you know, have a 1500 calorie deficit in a single day, but, um, making proper decisions in both of those categories are going to be the biggest thing, in my opinion, and based off of what we see in science, yeah, is the, I mean, those two areas are going to make the biggest difference in how the longevity of your heart and how you maintain that health. And that could apply to literally, I mean, think of any ailment at all, especially um, from a physical therapy standpoint, the same, what was the doctor, the protocol? Dean Ornish. Dean Ornish. Yeah, yes. it's the Ornish program. So that Ornish program literally hits on f- the four categories that we'll talk about in here too. Oh yeah. Because we see it all the time is people who have chronic pain, so low back pain, knee pain, they could be, we work with athletes and mainly active people, but they might have this chronic knee pain with running for years. And we'll talk about stress management because we know that stress can lead to increased inflammation. And then we'll talk about nutrition because we know your nutrition can lead to increased inflammation and increased inflammation puts more challenge and struggle on your body, which means your body's going through more stress. So it's just this vicious cycle. And it seems to be nutrition at the center of that. If I eat like crap and then I wake up in the morning, I want to be sluggish to get up which means I'm probably not going to get there for that 5.30 a.m., 6.30 a.m. class. And then I go right to work. And then by the time work is done, I probably maybe I have a mid-afternoon crash, right? Because I ate yeah. more crap for lunch and now I'm feeling sluggish. I'm going to be more, less likely to go home and work out. Like, it just creates this vicious cycle. And then, um, you know, I found myself in this too where I'll get, uh, you know, life gets busy, life gets stressful. I eat crap because it's a, a comfort food. And yep. then I miss my workouts for several weeks. And then you start, you know, the, the negative talk sets in like, man, three weeks you haven't worked out. And then you're stress, stressing yourself out because you're not hitting your goals or your targets. Oh, yeah. But I, I really think you're right. It comes all from that nutrition. Um, and, I, and the exercise you know, too. So yeah. and like you said, it's in so many different areas with that. It's just like it comes down to the fact that those are the basic building blocks of our health. That we can't so, avoid. So yeah. And if you, so you know, once you start to take away one of those blocks, you're going to get shaky on the other end. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, once you start to have, you fall in the habit of having bad nutrition, you're going to wake up. You're not going to feel as good. You're not going to be as motivated. You're not going to get as much out of your exercise when you go to do your structured exercise and it starts that falling cycle. But it's also in the opposite side, vice versa. So it's where you haven't been living um, maybe the healthiest lifestyle or taking the best care of your health. But then when you start to make those changes, you'll click, quickly start to see those benefits. Um, and we're at, over at F45, we're currently running our fitness challenge. Um, we were, we did two last year, but we're running four this year. So we do 45-day challenges. Okay. Um, and with that, I mean, the biggest thing that we – one of the biggest things that I hear from all of the challengers is when they make those changes in their exercise routine um, and their nutrition as well and just their di- overall diet, 
the biggest thing that I hear from all of them um, and like the benefit that they enjoy the most is that a lot of them drink caffeine and then sometimes they, like they'll they'll have like a midday crash like we talked about three four o'clock it's, like, yep. it's like that time where people just start to you know wear out um, but when they change make those changes in their nutrition and their exercise routine they eliminate the need for caffeine later in the day um, and they get rid of that little bump. So it's like on the opposite side of things, you can quickly make that change. So that's where we see like they're those basic building blocks. You take one away, you're going to start to fall down. Um, but if you start to gradually build up, you're going to feel better and better and see those benefits. Um, you just feel stronger and overall. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, I won't keep you here too much longer, but just on continuing on the note. So we, how do we get from wanting to be cardiac rehab and really nailing that down. And then now you're the lead trainer with F45. And I, I've been to your classes. I've seen yep. you train. You're super passionate in that. Like, where does that gap kind of get met? You know what I mean? Is there is there a motivation there, too, in the style of training at F45? Like, yeah, what uh, do you think the benefits are there? So with that, um, with... F45 and cardiac rehab. So I was doing the two that like I had, I was working at F45 part-time sure. um, and coaching part-time while doing my internship and finishing up school as well. Um, and then that's where I figured out like, okay, I, I'm prefer being on the preventative side of things. And that's where I have that more, little bit more of a fiery passion and have fun having that high energy being up in people's faces. Well, not up in people's faces, but motivating them, <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, you know, having fun with them, um, which because when you're on the opposite side, when you're on the re rehabilitational side of things, you slow things down a little bit. And I'm a very impulsive, on-the-go kind of guy. Yeah. Um, so that's why I definitely like being in the high energy um, part of that aspect. But um, I just really enjoy training, being on my feet, being a little more. Because you, I, I was still working very closely and directly with exercise and writing prescriptions um, and cardiac rehab. But in terms of being on the floor, um, having fun, loud music. Um, yeah. it's, it's just, it's, it's a different energy that I enjoy a little bit more, but now that I'm full-time lead training at F45, I still, I still miss being like, now I miss being on the, uh, rehabilitation the side, side of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, um, and having that realization, uh, or seeing that realization in a lot of those patients where it's like them not understanding structured exercise, it's like, it makes me want to go back and teach it to them. Um, but Really, I love the high energy um, and helping people prevent those things. And the that's what I love about F45 is that we, it's all class-based, um, but it's personal training focused. So we get to work very closely with all of our clients, uh, with all the members, um, and help them gain a better understanding of their fitness, their health, how all these things are um, working together to, you know, build up their health, um, and then getting them to understand that structured exercise. And, uh, the thing with us is F45, like it says in the name functional 45. So we're a combination of high intensity interval training, circuit training, and functional training. Everything that we do is going to translate into our activities of daily living, Yep. um, which we love because we want, you know, if you train the right way and then it translate directly out, I mean, that's how you're going to prevent those injuries. Um, so it's huge for us. Um, but like the name says, 45. So they're all 45-minute sessions. Um, and with that, it provides a sense of convenience um, for a lot of people, getting it all done in that 45 minutes. Um, and it's a little bit more vigorous of exercise bouts than, say, what a traditional exercise would. Yeah. Um, based off of those FIT guidelines, um, 150 week of moderate exercise is what's recommended, um, and then 75 to 100 of vigorous. Um, so we 
try to do things um, a little more quickly, but they're all designed to burn between 500 and 800 calories. So it provides a great sense of convenience for people. Um, but it's one thing that I love about L45 too, is we offer our Lionheart heart monitors. So through my experience um, in cardiac rehab and everything, I'm consistently looking up at the TV. You like the numbers. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I like, I want to see people's heart rates. I want to see what percentage Are of max heart rate. Are we hitting that threshold yeah, where they're actually... Like, tapping into whatever system that you're trying to based on absolutely yeah, yeah and sense. then so am i and then so and like you said it's designed by class i mean we have cardio classes we have strength classes so um if i've got somebody sitting at 65 percent of their heart rate and when we're in a cardio day i'm like hey let's pick it up a little bit yeah, you know we're not we're, we're not quite even at moderate yet so yeah. um but like and it's it's fun and it's a fun aspect but um yeah f45 is just it's just a fun place for me um getting it done in those Shorter bursts, um, the 45-minute session, and then being – even though it's quick moving and it's circuit style, um, having the trainers there who are slowing it down for you. Um, and that's and that's what we get to do is people, you know, they're quickly moving. They're trying to get their heart rate up. They're trying to get the workout in. Um, and, you know, it's quick moving. It's all stoplight system. So when they hear that buzzer, they're ready to go. Yeah. Um, but it, it's nice for us, too, to just, like, slow things down, have them focus on what they're doing, um, gain that understanding. Um but yeah, man, I love it. Like I said, just being more on the preventative side of things is just a little bit more fun. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I do miss being in rehab. The rehab. Yeah. It, it's nice to hear. I think, um, obviously, I've been to F45, I've taken your classes from an outsider perspective, not knowing how it's like set up and designed. Like I just show up, do the class, yeah. and I'm out of there, you know? But it's interesting to hear as you talk about your cardiac rehab experience and your principles there that you guys do provide these things for the, the F45ers that, that for your members. So there are access to nutritionists and, and, yeah. you know, um, monitoring your weight and your heart rate. So you have access to these preventative things. And I think yeah, and sometimes there's... you don't think about that when you see these challenges being advertised, like mm -hmm. we have this person coming in, we're going to do a body scan here. We're going to do this. And you just kind of view it as like, okay, whatever. It's a part of the challenge. But when you break it down, it's like you're hitting the same four categories that you talked about that, yeah, are, that are being utilized in these cardiac rehabs yep. to help people prevent these things. So it's cool to see um, the nerd in me is like, oh, yeah, yeah. And like, there's, there's, like, a, there's a reason to the recipe, you know? 100%. I mean? And like, I, I like that you kind of like took a step back and changed the like same perspective, but more on the preventative side of things rather than rehab and doing, you're right, harping on the same things. Um, yeah. And you're right, like having nutrition coaches on staff. Awesome. Um, strength and conditioning specialists, if they're focused on more, you know, sports specific things, we have that to offer for people. Um, we can, we, and like we modify everything. So, I mean, if you come in, you're a little frightened and there's something that you can't do, we provide modifications with the actual exercise itself. So it's not like you feel like you have to stop and be like, Hey, you know, I'm struggling here. What can I do? Which you, absolutely you can, but we try to get ahead of that um, yeah. and give people options. So it's like, and we understand, and it's like, also, some people may not want to train plyometrics. We get that. You know, you don't want to be jumping all the time. Sure. You get inflammation. So, I mean, we're always ready to have inter interchangeable options for people um, and make it fit for everybody. And that's a, another big thing is everybody works at their own pace. Um, so it's stoplight system. You know, we're telling you where to go. Um, we lead the industry in technology. So the screens up front will be consistently showing you what we're doing. The coaches are coming around showing us how to do it. Um, but, yeah, being able to, like – Damn. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> but I lost my train of thought again. Um, but yeah, like kind of being able to slow it down if we need to, even though it's very quick paced um, and getting them to understand all the benefits of it. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Cool. Um, I guess before we wrap up, anything else you want to 
share out anything else from your experience or about F45 that people should know if they listen to this podcast? Um, the biggest thing is, like we said, um, people think that they're active and they may be active, but they may not be participating in structured exercise. And that's a huge difference. Pay attention to what you put in your body. It's very important. Um, like we said, your fuel source is very directly going to impact how your engine runs. So take care of yourself. Um, think about these things now because you can be, like I, like I said, I prefer preventative things. You should too. You should want to prevent these things before you get into a position to where you have to correct them. Um, and that's what I would want to, if any, anybody listening right now, if you take anything out of what I say, do that. Focus on your health. Don't let yourself get to that point. Um, you want to live a happy and healthy life. This is a good way to do it. These are the building blocks of your health like we talked about. Um, and then... With F45, if you want to have a happy heart, if you want to live a healthy life, come work with us. Um, it's a ton of fun. Um, we, Like we said, it's a nice combination of high-intensity interval training, circuit training, and it's all functional. We're getting it done in those 45-minute bursts, um, so you're going to get a full workout in, and we're going to make sure that you guys have a full understanding of everything that you're doing and getting great benefit out of it. Um, so we would love to work with anybody and keep them on the preventative side of things. Awesome. There you have it, folks. Thanks so much, Nick, for taking the time to come out and sit down and do this podcast with me. I really appreciate it, and I'll include a link um, to F45 and their Instagram and everything like that in the show notes. And if you guys have any questions for them or for Nick, feel free to reach on out. Thanks so much for tuning in. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, man. Thank you for joining us on Conquer the Carolinas. We hope that you found these interviews and resources provided in this podcast helpful and informative. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and join us for future episodes as we continue to explore the Carolinas and discover the best health and wellness options for athletes and active individuals just like you. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends or your training partners. And remember, it's all about trusting the process and taking control of your health and wellness journey. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode of Conquer the Carolinas.